a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. The end is inevitable. They're kind of headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir, but not today. The week's big movie review. Movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Right now, we are being so unoffensive, we might as well be a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know what I'm saying? On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Hello and welcome to Friday Late Morning. If it's after 9 o'clock on a Friday, that means we're so close to the weekend. And that means we get to have our dessert. We've had dinner all week long, news all day. And then we get to Friday at 9 a.m. We get to have dessert. And that's the movie show. Really? I kind of pictured it as more of a colonic. (laughs) Well, (laughs) sugar can be a laxative, I've heard. Oh, well, that's how we're starting off today on the movie show. That's how it rolls. Steve, we got a lot of movies. Unfortunately, not a lot of quality There's some. There is some, yes. Yeah, there's a couple. We don't want you to not listen to the movie show because we're not going to tell you about any quality. Yeah, way to to ruin it. But (laughs) the ones that you're probably listening for, you may not be thrilled with the things we have to say. Although I'm going to surprise you with one. Oh, interesting. I like where this could be. So that's very mysterious. Another thing, we're going to ask you text questions today. We're going to want your responses all through the show. We had such a good time last week when we said, what's your favorite comfort movie? And we just got great responses and so many. So we just decided we're going to make that a weekly thing. Because people like to not the same talk question, though, not right? the same question. But we're going to ask a question each week okay. that we want you to respond at five seven five zero zero. So we'll do that in a bit. But let's start now with the movie show preview, sponsored by Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The movie show special feature. All right, Steve. What's the big movie of the week? Well, well, well. My Big Fat Greek Wedding again and again and again. Three. My Big Fat Greek Wedding three. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yes. And as you can tell by how effusive he is, this is going to be an interesting big movie review. If you want to make Greek Greece look... I'm just going to... All right. Well, it's not the only sequel. We also have The Nun 2. Yes. My hair is a little wider today. I don't know if you noticed. Okay. Uh... It's better than the first one. Well, that's a low bar to clear, Steve. That's true. But I was actually surprised that they actually hit it much better than the first one. All right. And then we have a couple of uh, streaming. It it scared me. It would have killed you. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, They didn't screen it for critics, and I wasn't exactly crying over that uh, frustration. I was supposed to wax the kitchen floor tonight. I can't go. (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, I didn't have to wax the kitchen floor (laughs) because I didn't even have to throw that out there. Oh. All right. We've also got a streaming movie called Sitting in Bars with Cake. Yeah. Did you? I did watch it. What a a talk about a left turn. But it's 
I agree. I, I think this is something we're going to talk about, Keith. Sitting in bars with cake, a movie on Prime Video about a girl who um, takes cakes to a bar in a, in a, as a way to meet guys. Clever idea. Yeah, except their exuberance was a little unrealistic. Like, are you talking cake, about free cake, cake, cake Steve? Cake. Are you are you at a point where you no longer appreciate free cake? I just I've been around frat boys and uh, you know they don't usually chant cake you know at a bar. But they also don't aren't offered cake of that quality. Well, there's that. <laughs> all right, we. Have but another. I was I was all prepared to make fun of that movie, and then right. and then what happens? I know. I know. I know. I have a feeling we're going to agree on this one in a way that we didn't expect to agree uh, going in. I like. I felt bad. I was like, oh, I wrote all these terrible things down. Now I have to take them all back. <laughs> I have to scratch them off. All right. Then we have a documentary on Netflix called Scout's Honor. Did you get to watch that one? I did. Get to? I, was, I meant did you get around to My I daughter guess. walked by a couple of times. She goes, what in the world are you watching? I'm like, yeah. It's a it hard is. watch. It, is, it a is a hard watch. And then we've got the movie that's only playing in one theater. And yet it's the best thing probably that we watched this week, Scrapper. You, you agree? Oh, oh, it was – I loved it. I love this movie. It's only playing at the Broadway, but go, go, and go. Yeah, and I – honestly, the little girl in it – I'll talk about it when we get there. What was Reminds name, me of uh, my nieces. Lola Campbell. Yes. She, little Discovery, a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, amazing. Handles close-ups. It was – yes. Kids are amazing in, in movies. I don't know how they do it. They find them. There's a lot of kids in the world, but not all of them can do what these kids in the well, movies I don't, do. Man, this this little girl is something else. And then uh, we've got streaming. We've got The Changeling on Apple TV+. Plus. Creepy. We've got Star Trek Lower Decks, a new season. Hilarious. Love it. Uh, Kung Fu Panda Season 3. Uh, tried. Did you try? I actually turned it on while I was folding towels uh, from the laundry, so... And then the towels became infinitely more interesting. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's kind of a cute little cartoon thing, but, you know, come on. Virgin River, a fifth season. I, I think will... it's the final season, too. I believe it is, yeah. And then I Am Groot on Disney+. Plus. Well, that was a quickie. <laughs> yes. As Okay, look. We're not complaining because we get to see a lot of things for free, and we get to see them in advance. So this is not a complaint. But no. it is nice every once in a while when they're not very long. Like five minutes. <laughs> it was like, felt like five minutes to watch all five episodes. <laughs> they were cute, though. The, I liked the the uh, the ice cream truck one. That was my favorite. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I didn't realize that that particular song was so universal. Oh, literally yeah. universal. Yeah, because it's they're required by law to play that when the <laughs> ice cream truck goes by. All righty. So that we'll have uh, telephone torture. We'll have the movie show top ten. We'll have the worst thing I watched this week. And rapid fire. I mean, there's a lot more on streaming that we'll get to, but uh, those are the big and new items. Yeah. And so that's what we've got coming up on the movie show. Plus, you know what? I'm going to throw out our question early so we can start getting tags. We want you to be part of the movie show. Five seven five zero zero. What was your favorite movie this summer? We're we're done with summer. We've passed Labor Day. It summer it's goes fall. to September twenty second. It September twenty second. But summer movie what season are you, an is Aztec definitely or something? over. Mayan calendar. <laughs> I go off the phases of the moon. Oh, well. Actually, temperature-wise, last Monday you could have convinced me it was fall. That's true. So we want to know what was your favorite movie this summer. Shoot us a text, 57500. We prefer that you tell us not just the name of your movie, but maybe a one-sentence reason why. And we'd also love it if you tell us your name so we can recognize you for a good text or a good movie suggestion. Okay. So 57500. And, by the way, our telephone torture today is a wedding movie. 
Oh, well, there's only a handful of those, so really? this should be easy. And, oh, wait, are we already going to eliminate it's none of the big, fat Greek wedding movies? Yes, we can say that okay. unequivocally. <laughs> One of these times I think we should do the thing where if it's the third movie in a franchise and we pick the theme, then we make it be one of the earlier movies in that franchise. Well, what would the question be? Uh, you saw it yesterday. Well, no, we, 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 obviously we wouldn't be Big Fat Wedding 3. <laughs> well, they might have saw it yesterday. It was out. That's true. I was Somebody in the theater with um, five You're killing people. me, Smalls. Poor Smalls. Yeah. Blamed, so Blamed for everything. Blamed for everything, and that's what we've got this week. So start telling us your favorite movie of the summer, 57500. All right, Steve. If it's not Barbie, we're not, we're not taking your call. <laughs> it's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> and now, the big movie review. Andy and Steve have everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. All right, the big movie of this week is a third, a second sequel to the surprise hit of 2002. Remember when Big Fat Greek Wedding came out oh, yeah. and it made some money its first week, but what made this one so different was that it just started, it was like an old school 1970s rollout of a movie. It made more money the next week and then it just kept making more each week until it was one of the top like two or three films of the entire year. Yeah, it was huge. And it was a fun story, celebrate Greek culture, then we got a sequel in 2016. Windex went up the, off the charts. <laughs> yep. And we got a sequel in 2016, and now we get a second sequel, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Let's hear some sound. A lot has happened since my big fat Greek wedding. My father passed away, and his last wish was for us to visit his childhood village and reconnect with our roots. So, we're having a reunion. We're going to Greece. I promised my dad I would find his best friends. I know them. Do they still live here? No. How do we find them? They will come for the reunion. Did they tell you they're coming? No. <laughs> the mayor of the little town. Stole the movie. She was very funny. They were very funny. Oh, yeah. oh I, d I didn't know if she was. I, I didn't know for sure either, but I. She was dancing on both sides she of the did, aisle. She yeah, did, specifically. That's... And uh, anyway, the mayor of the little town, which has like six people that live in it, the mayor won by one vote, their own vote. It's a huge village, <laughs> and there's six people living there. And plus, in you a can gorgeous tell Greek village. That a movie is not going to work as well. And when it takes them 10 minutes to get to the village, the windy road, it's like they're looking uh -oh. at everything along the way. Oh, there's guys out in the orchard. There's some dudes. Shepherding sheep. What's this bitter taste that I'm feeling in my mouth right now? Bile. Uh, is that what it is? But I think it's coming from... Maybe ouzo. <laughs> <laughs> Olive oil. <laughs> so, my big fat Greek wedding three, the whole family gets invited to a reunion over in Greece. Although it's not the whole family from all the movies, but, you know, the main characters. You've got uh, Tula and her husband, Ian, and they got their daughter, Paris, and somehow Paris's boyfriend, but not boyfriend. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. You've got yeah, the two aunties... Uh, and yeah. then you've got, uh, well, let's see, 
Who else? Well, Lainey Kazan, they made her. She's got dementia, so she couldn't play. Right. Like, so yeah. So there. Meanwhile, Nick, the brother, Tula's brother, Nick, his family's nowhere to be seen in this movie. Somehow, I, I didn't even know he had degrees. a family. Yeah, he has like four boys. Oh. So. We didn't get the whole family, but we got enough of them that matter. And with this many characters, you're going you're gonna to have to start chopping people somewhere, or else you're going to have too many people to focus on. If they just start chopping people, that would have been a lot better. Well, so, all right, Steve. So you obviously have some feelings <laughs> about this movie. Well, okay. First of all, it's a ridiculous plot. It, it just felt What's ridiculous? so thin. They go to Greece. They're missing Michael Const- Is it Constantine? Yeah, well, he died. I know he died, but... Pictures at the beginning. I mean, this whole movie was about him, and yet he couldn't be in it. Come up with another storyline. All you're doing is calling attention to the best character in that whole series. And now they're like, well, he couldn't be here, so here's what we're going to do. I'm like, no. Come up with a different storyline. That's all. But they got to get to Greece somehow because didn't Nia direct this movie? She did. Yeah, so you're going to have... Wrote and directed. I'm directing a movie. I'm setting it in Greece. No, I, I, I think that's a perfectly good place. But come up with an idea that's better than, well, we were going to take the diary of my father <laughs> to his three best friends. We don't know if they're alive or dead. But, yeah, okay, so I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Because of both uh, Tula and Nick have different reasons, uh, different agendas when they get to Greece. Yeah. I like Nick's agenda a lot, lot better. And that would have been... If that had been more of the focus the whole way, then the diary could have just been a side quest. Yeah, but this is a, th- a three-minute conversation. We want to do this. Okay, well, how about we do this, and maybe we do that together. Done. Well, but they're also fighting over who's the new head of the family. Why? Because it's obviously a rich mafia family. <laughs> no, These things uh, no, matter. I don't know. It's thin. It's thin. It's too thin. It's too thin. So too thin for you. You didn't enjoy it. I I mean the family stuff. I love. I love the wedding thing. I thought that there was is cool. a wedding that is worth pointing out. There is yes. a wedding in my big fat Greek wedding three, and it's not just a cheap renewing the vow thing. No, but it I, that part of it I enjoyed because I like seeing the culture. I like seeing the place. But I mean, they most of this movie made Greece look boring, and that was unfortunate. How how you can do that and you know screw it up that badly? I thought no, no, no. I didn't think Greece looked boring. I thought it was gorgeous. In fact, I loved the gorgeous shots. As I was watching that, I said, okay. As story-wise, and you know, if you're just super invested in these characters, you're going to come see the movie. Uh, but for me, it was, ah, eh, I'm following the story. It's vaguely entertaining. Uh, you know, the, the the daughter, the 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 Syria, the wherever she was from the Middle East. Um, oh, Syria, Syria. The Syrian daughter, gorgeous. Loved seeing her on screen a bunch. But just seeing Greece and that big giant screen. That's it's worth it to see. You just you can't replicate that outside of sitting on top of a drone in Greece yourself. If I was like the head of the Greece Travel Bureau, I would not put that movie in my list of Wow. Yeah. Cuz wow. I don't think it made it made Greece look like, you know, a bunch of sh- sh- sheep herders and I, I just didn't feel No, it. in fact they made a joke about that. Ah. He's like, I feel like I've traveled back in time and then the dude on the horse in the old clothes pulls an iPad out and starts yeah. checking on his sheep. Ridiculous. Well, I didn't see it as ridiculous as that. I didn't. I was. I mean, I wasn't blown away. This is like a two-star movie for me, easy, oh, only because right. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. But it was kind of. It felt kind of like movie comfort food. You know, you get to see family celebrate family. You know, thing I really like this family, and now I just I couldn't care less. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I see. I'm back uh, and Ian, forth. In fact, what was he even? He's always been like, like a golden retriever husband. Oh, Ian was like. 
totally relegated to the background in this movie. He had like two moments. His only joke was bowing to everybody too long. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. I, I, I got there a couple minutes late, so I figured there was some cultural thing they'd explained to him, and he was trying to live. I didn't get there late, and they didn't, and they didn't do that. Ugh, well, then that's harder to do. So, <laughs> so for you? Uh, it's probably C, C minus. C minus. And, yeah, again, the reason we don't have definitive grades is we had to go see it last night. So we haven't had oh, a lot I'm of time to really definitive. formulate it. You're it's pretty fresh. definitive you didn't like it. I wrote down several things here. I don't. Think. So there could be fresh tomatoes and there could be fresh turds. <laughs> well, there's no punch bowl here, so. Uh, so that is my big fat Greek wedding three. It's rated PG thirteen, and it is the now big that we've movie lowered the bar, you're going to love it. Yeah, see, you're welcome for that. Yeah, by the way, go. everybody. All right, let's take a break now. When we come back, we'll start reading some of your texts of what was your favorite movie this summer and why. The Movie Show. Spock, you haven't changed a bit. You're just as warm and sociable as ever. No, have you, Doctor? As your continued predilection for irrelevancy demonstrates. On KSL News Radio. Well, Steve, I hope I never fall into a predilection for irrelevancy. That would be a bad place to be. Really Although would. it sounds cool. It, it sounds very smart. Up stuff, People yeah. would have to look it up before they realize that I it was I think an I just insult. got slammed. <laughs> All right. Well, we've asked you to join the movie show and send us a text, 57500, and tell us what is your favorite movie of the summer and why. And, boy, have we already got a ton of awesome responses, Steve. Let's read off a a couple of them here. All right, here's one. Sound of Freedom, because it was so well done about a sensitive topic. Not surprised. That movie did so well this summer, and I'm I'm not surprised it was somebody's favorite. It's up to, like, $185 All right, here's uh, Steve. Says, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Best Effects, and Entertainment Production Quality. Ooh, wow. Does this Steve agree with that, Steve? He does. Excellent. I'm uh, speaking in the third person. <laughs> well, you know, that that shows that you're, like, you've reached a certain level of celebrity when you now refer to, Steve's not going to eat that. <laughs> Steve if sits I, over here. If I ever turn into that, just smack me. <laughs> just run over me with your fancy Audi. With <laughs> My fancy out. Oh, that sounds does it like only a Harley. Have three because... rings on it, or does this have all four of them? No, but funny story. When I first got it, it was the three point two, and I hadn't even had it for a day. And my, when my wife walked past it in the garage, she accidentally knocked the number three off of it. So I've been driving a point, point two, two for all this time. That's what's the problem. <laughs> it has no self esteem. Exactly. That's how I felt. All right, Darren says my favorite was Mission Impossible. As much as I wish. My favorite was Indiana Jones. Mission Impossible oh, was better. I agree with him. Uh, that broke my heart. Uh, we got Jaime that says El Blue Beetle. El Blue Beetle, yes. And then here's somebody, uh, Frankie, says Jules was her favorite or his favorite. Their favorite. Jules. Jules. I saw it twice. Very tender. Three senior citizens showing kindness and love to an oh, alien. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot that movie. That is good. Jane Curtin and uh, Ben uh, Kingsley. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. All right. So, Steve, let's review another movie. Okay. How about the one that we both loved? Let's cleanse our palate after Greek wedding. <laughs> after the rancid olive oil that was my big fat Greek wedding yes. tree. All right. How about Scrapper? Yes. You think you'll stay? I don't care. I think you can just turn out and say sorry, but it'll be all right. My mom never wanted me around, you know. She said that, did she? I knew it. But you didn't even try. Come on, do your job properly. Go, 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 go. So that's the little girl you heard. His name is Georgie. She's a 12-year-old who's been living by herself since her mother passed away. We don't know quite how long ago, but it hasn't been too long, we would assume. 
Most of the, well, part of the school year and throughout least, the summer. At least a month because we learned that she's found ways to pay the rent herself, yep. which <laughs> she and her friend have a creative way of earning rent money, which... They borrow bikes. They borrow bikes, sure. That's, that's a way to put it. Uh, they live in England, obviously, as you can tell from the accents. Um, but kind of a low-rent low district. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like... I wouldn't call it like white trash equivalent, but it's, you know, I mean, they have decent furnishings inside the house. and um, But, you know, she is the most clever 12-year-old you've ever seen. Oh, industrious. She even vacuums every day. Yeah, I was I wondering about it. that. I'd like her to come over and teach my much older daughters. <laughs> she could teach all my kids. <laughs> so Georgie lives on her own. At uh, she, she's, she's making a go of it, but... I mean, you're a grown-up. You know that that's not going to last forever. Yeah, but she's really good at it. I mean, she went to the convenience store, got, gets a guy to record a bunch of stuff that she says, "My uncle, I'm living with my uncle Winston Churchill. How do they <laughs> – this is England. How do they not go, wait a minute? Yeah, it's kind of weird. There's there's this moment at the beginning and the end, and there's and one little slot in the middle where it's almost like a, a, the faux documentary where they're interviewing the people for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. So the people are talking directly to the camera. Oh, yeah, Georgie, and they tell you a little bit about her. But this isn't a documentary – but at least for those moments when you get a little chance for these other characters to just tell you what they well, think. Well, there are clever things like that, especially when, you know, the dad shows up and wants to be a part of her life. Yeah. And they start trying to think what he was in, in previously. Oh, that was fun. That was hilarious. Yeah. So it's it's got its very serious moments because it really it is about a little kid trying to cope with grief and trauma. Yeah. And it's very funny at times. I will say... I feel like an extra little liking towards it because she reminds me of one of my nieces who lives in Britain and so has the same accent, looks very similar. Oh, wow. So I was like, I kept imagining my little niece in this particular role, but just clever. It's well written. The girl is just amazing. We're What's not her gonna... name? Polly? Lola. Lola. Lola Campbell. Lola Campbell. And she goes toe-to-toe with anybody who talks to her in the movie. And so the guy, in, can we mention him or do we not want to go there? Uh, well, we already did. Okay. Well, her dad. Well, the fact that he shows up and trying to. Yeah. Okay. Like, well, help we, her. we don't want to give. Uh, yeah. No, no, There's I a know, part but... of that story we don't want to give away. But her dad does show up. A dad that she's never really known. Exactly. And so then it's like, well, wait, what? What's he doing here? And Does she he... runs him through the ringer. Oh, I yes. mean, it is brilliant. And there's there's a scene where you're like, uh oh, where is this going? Like, because you don't know anything about the dad either. There's yeah. a scene where you're gonna get like. Start to clench your teeth and be like, what is this movie doing? And then all of a sudden, it's I, I'm the not most, sure what you're referring to, but I... Uh, involving the, well, the tooth. Oh, 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 yeah. That was... that was. And that's what I said. But first you're like, uh-oh, is this going to be one of those kinds of movies? Okay. Because, okay, well, all right, I'm going to give it away then. Really fast, just so people don't get the wrong idea. She loses a tooth. Right. And... Then that night when she goes to bed, he gets up in the middle of the night and goes into her oh, room. And you, you, he hasn't been around long enough for you to ascertain even why he's there. Right, right, right. You and he, he starts be. to reach under the pillow. And that's when I'm like, oh, no, is this going to be one of those kind of movies? And then she wakes up. She's like, what are you doing in here? And he stumbles around like, well, I, I was trying to get your tooth so I, I could give you some money. And she's like, what? That's a thing? Yeah. And it turns out there's to be like a the sad sweetest. moment there. Is, You're like, it's, oh, but it's also like the poor, sweetest exchange too. This poor child has no idea who the tooth fairy is. That broke my heart. And there's all the kinds of stuff going on in this movie. Her best friend, Ali, is adorable. Oh yes, he's the sweetest. Oh, kid. he 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 gloms on to the dad right away. Yeah, they're best buds, and that really takes off. Uh, Georgie, Georgie. <laughs> I, this yes. movie is. 
This is easy. This it's is three an and a half, it's, it's four an star, me. easy for me. Yeah. It, it's only playing in one. It is P, I think it's PG-13. Yes, it is. Or just PG. It's, it doesn't really have anything objectionable in it. There might be a couple well, of bad words. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's. I wish it was playing at more theaters so more people could see it. Well, I think it will. I think it will. Because oh. it, yeah, why not? And this was a Sundance movie as well. I didn't realize that until I was doing a little bit of research on it. So this one debuted at Sundance. Yeah. Scrapper is the name. I think it won name. something. Hold on. Uh, Scrapper won Grand Jury Prize. The Grand Grand Jury Prize at Sundance. Oh. Wow. We oh. should have led with that, maybe. <laughs> well, we found a little gym that no one's ever heard of, except for except the people for... that gave away the Grand Prize Jury Prize. Oh, it's a Jury Prize. So that's... The Jury. Yeah. Well, who won the Audience Prize? Do you remember? I don't know. Well, it should have been this one. Both of them. Yes. Should have got both awards. But All they right. don't like doing that. And that is Scrapper. And it, right now it's only playing at? At the Broadway. But, hey, go check out the Broadway, too. That is kind of yeah, a cool no, theater. Yeah, no, it's a great theater. It is a cool It's a throwback theater if you haven't been there. Yeah, no, if you haven't been there, where have you been? Well, I had only been there for the first time when we went and saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> Dude, there's theaters closer so to my house. I have so flyer miles in that theater. I think I've seen probably 2,000 movies in there. It'll take you back to when you used to watch movies on a plane that was up at the front instead of on the back of the seat in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. All right, so Scrapper, we both like that one the Loved best. It. The Movie Show. Who's President of the United States in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the actor? <laughs> on KSL News Radio. And it is the final segment of the first hour of the movie show here at NPS in Layton at 1150 North Main. Amazing deals. People are just starting to trickle in because now is about the time when they normally open up, and so people are surprised. Oh, I can come in a few minutes early. Yeah, They could have come in an hour early, but that's okay. Steve, we've already got another text. 57500 if you want to participate in the movie show. We we're, right now we're looking for what was your favorite movie this summer and why. Tell us your name too, if you would. Uh, but we also got a text about Scrapper that we were just talking about in our last segment. Why have a tooth under the pillow if you don't know the Tooth Fairy? Just saying. Yes, I'm that guy. <laughs> That's our text. Which is a great question. Except she didn't know to put it under there. Therefore, when he reached under, there was no tooth exactly. under the pillow. And that was the thing: is he assumed she was going to put the tooth under her pillow. Yeah, she didn't. So. That's which is a great question, and there's the answer. But here's the even better answer: Go see the movie, dude. Yeah, you're going to want to see this movie. You'll know the answer to that. Here's favorite summer movie: Mission Impossible. Yet another vote. Loved the action, and that it was also humorous at times. Kept me on the edge of my seat. Oh, here's a, a unique one. My favorite summer movie was Theater Camp. Remember we saw that oh, one? Yeah. That was another Sundance one. I laughed the entire movie and was not expecting it to be nearly as good as it was. That was Jordan. All right. Steve, it's mm. time for movie news. Yeah. And since we don't Not have just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news. Action. On the KSL Movie Show. All right, Steve. All right. The Broadway is having their Tower of Terror beginning this weekend. So, when was the last time you saw Tremors on a big screen? Never. Uh, I've only seen it on the TV one time. Exactly. Michael Gross, though, the dad from Family Ties. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon. Yes. You know, worm movie. Hilarious. Jaws under the ground. Yes. Sandworms. Ah. And uh, Fred Ward, the whole gang was all there. Uh, Rita McIntyre. Wasn't she? Reba McIntyre. I, actually, I think you're right. Yeah, she Wasn't was the she wife. Wasn't she like a shotgun toting lady? She was with uh, the guy from Michael Gross. Yeah. So, Tremors is tonight. This is the 1990 Tremors, the original one. 
Not the follow-uppies. Those are all garbage. <laughs> and then tomorrow night, John Carpenter's The Thing, not the newer one, but this is the Kurt Russell one, tomorrow night. So Friday, tonight, Tremors, tomorrow night, The Thing, and then they'll have more coming up in subsequent weekends. But this is their Tower of Terror series through uh, Halloween. Okay. And then one other thing. Tremors. Tremors, yeah, tonight. Okay. Yes. Go, go, go. That's a fun thing to go see on a Friday night. A little bit of 90s camp, too. Like, I don't know. I, I like watching older movies sometimes because I feel like when you watch an older movie, like portraying an even earlier time, I feel like that's a more accurate look at the even older time. Here's, here's how I spent part of Labor Day. Suddenly, the final countdown came on. Oh, wow, from like 1980? Yeah, I can't remember the year, but holy mackerel, was that a good movie. I love that movie. Well, it's the one where the destroyer from today goes back in time to Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah, it's an aircraft carrier, the USS oh, Nimitz. Oh, an aircraft carrier, right. So right. we had a, a modern aircraft carrier that could change the course of Of World history. War II, yeah. That was brilliant. Uh, anyway, okay, so we're going to get to this later, too, but the 2023 Megaplex Classics kicks off this weekend. The first movie is going to be Murder on the Orient Express. This is almost the 50th anniversary, featuring Albert Finney, Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergman, Sean Connery, Sir John Gielgud. I mean, come on. This is begins this weekend. Okay. And that'll be Murder on the Orient Express, 8th, 8th through the 14th. That's the first film. And then after that, The Natural, Meet Me in St. Louis, Godfather 2, Mr. Miss. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, North by Northwest, Going My Way, My Fair Lady, Field of Dreams, and White Christmas. Ten bucks for ten movies. Not ten bucks each. No. Ten bucks total. Total. And you can see all ten of those movies on the big screen. But one each each weekend or week. Beginning That's with an the, amazing list. It's a great list. That's a list that if you said 10 bucks and you can watch them all on your TV, I might pay the $10 to watch them on my TV, too. That's how good of a list of movies those are. But, you're gonna but go to, to see a, them at the big screen and at a Megaplex seats. theater. Come on, man. So the Megaplex Classics start this weekend. Murder on the Orient Express. Check it out. Okay. I, actually, that was one of the things I was going to mention, that oh. deal that the Megaplex does. Um, another, let's see. I actually had a, a you, touch of movie would, news. Did you want to talk about Costner or not? Uh, let's do that, yeah. So Kevin Costner, it came out this week uh, in one of his uh, court filings and in one of the interviews that came about with that. He said that uh, it's likely that we'll get to hear the real reasons for his leaving Yellowstone during his divorce proceedings. Once in court, when this stuff has to come out legally, you imagine we're going to find out stuff that we haven't heard yet and that will not be the spin that either Taylor Sheridan or Costner's PR people have, have uh, tried to explain the situation away well except what i've heard was that he was willing to do more of the episodes and they were quibbling about how much and i heard the number was dancing around 12 million an episode uh of just for costner's pay yeah i'm in uh and he says he's afraid he's gonna go broke I'm like dude you're well, kevin costner well imagine what his monthly budget is <laughs> well he spent a lot of his own money on this uh you know the the one he's been shooting here in Utah? Yeah, what's it called again? Uh, I don't Horizon. remember. Horizon. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's movie news. Uh, we've got a couple of other tidbits we may throw in uh, later in the show as time permits. It's the KSL Movie Show. It gave the audience feelings they weren't sure they should enjoy. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Like a slice of butter. 
melon on top of the big old pile of flapjacks. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. I'm going to do a great show today. Really? And, and people are going to listen and be happy because, <laughs> because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Okay, Al Franken. That's my daily affirmation, Steve. I, I felt like I needed it. Why? Well, because when we invite people to text the show at 57500. You mean some of them are mean? Not everyone <laughs> is the nicest. And so we got one text at Movie Show Guys. You really going to read this? Bring back Doug Wright. Not a fan anymore. <laughs> Man, we're working our tails off. Come on. So I just need somebody to text in right now and tell me that I'm pretty. I don't even care if it's family. <laughs> wow. Oh. Needy much? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a sensitive soul. Well, stop like reading that. that. <laughs> but we have had other texts, which our question of the day is, what is your favorite movie this summer? Yeah. Lauren and Harriman says, best one for me was Oppenheimer. There Ooh. were lots of good ones, but come on. Oppenheimer was fat and away the best. Wow. Fat Probably and away? Probably meant far and away. But yes. In Lauren and Harriman, Oppenheimer, best of the summer by far. Boy, that, you know, she must be the smartest person on the planet because that was not an easy watch. No, but it was, if, if you're a Nolan fan, I haven't heard any Nolan fan that didn't say they didn't love it. That's true. It so, is very Nolan-ish. Yeah. And it, it was, I said it was the most entertaining history lesson that I've had in a long time. Oh. All right. So, Steve, it is time now as we begin hour number two for our big streaming reviews. Hmm. Planning a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Andy and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Well, Steve, who sent that? My friend Ryan has texted me already to tell me that I'm pretty. Thanks, uh, Ollie. I appreciate it. Wow. All right, Steve, big streaming review. So we've got a lot of streaming things to cover, so we're going to break this up into two segments. For okay. this first segment, we're going to talk about the more family-friendly ones. And for the second segment, oh, okay. we're going to go to, like, the heavier, kind of more grown-up ones. So okay, sounds good. Let's start with, uh, well, let's start with the one that most people probably would recognize and be able to just watch immediately, and that's I Am Groot on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> if you haven't uh, seen it, this is the second season of five episodes, each one about Three minutes, maybe tops. Four or five. Four so or there five? was some that were four or well, five. Well, maybe minutes. that's including that the, includes all the, all the different credits with how many languages translated true. into. So it is Vin Diesel as Groot. So they got him to do Groot, but um, he's baby Groot. But he's how still does he baby do that? Groot. Well, they just. I don't think he does like. Oh, I am Groot. I don't think he does it himself. I, I want to say they do yeah. it in post, but I don't know that. So maybe he does do it. What's the best gig on the planet? Like, uh, we need you to just say, I am Groot a bunch of times. Yeah, just uh, try, I am Groot. Try, I am Groot. Yeah, and here's a million dollars. Thanks now, for Now do it with a question mark at the end. Ah, <sighs> oh, celebrities. But they're just funny. like us. It is, they are funny. Yeah, and so they're five minutes long. Uh, in this one, Groot uh, takes a pet, a little baby bird pet. At one point, he gets that in a snowball well. fight with a murderous robot. He uh, chases down the intergalactic ice cream truck, which plays the entertainer. That Even is my favorite. Space. That's my favorite. And then there's one where he has to fulfill an ancient prophecy in order to save the universe oh, with yeah. Jeffrey Wright oh, yeah, the as watcher. the watcher narrating it. So there are a couple of guest voices. That was voices. very funny. He's like, but no live action people. What are you doing? 
Yeah, I thought when he was on the ship, maybe we'd see somebody else, but no. I don't know, but they do, there's little funny visual things, like when Groot gets up from playing video games for a while, and he's like stuck to the chair with all of his little tendrils, Uh, or when he gets a nose and actually smells what it smells like in a room after a teenager's (laughs) playing video games for several hours. Not good. So, I am Groot, TVG, safe for all ages. How about Star Trek Lower Decks? New season. Yes. And I watched the first one, the episode. And they, okay, they dropped two, you know. Oh, okay. I don't know if you knew that, but they dropped two. Well, I had found, I got the Paramount uh, Deluxe preview, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just didn't have time I mean, with all this other stuff going on. I watched the one with the, uh, the Voyager. Is that the one? Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Star Trek Lower Decks, um, I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, you, you may or may not have watched it. I know some Star Trek fans are more purists, and they like their Star Trek always serious. Um, but this is like 100% comedy. It's a half hour long. It's animated. And it's called Lower Decks because instead of focusing on the heroic captain and the bridge crew, yeah. it focuses on the low-level ensigns and junior-grade lieutenants yeah. down in the lower decks. Who, Which is hilarious. Like one job is cleaning out the holodeck. Yeah, I didn't know you had to clean out the holodeck. <laughs> well, uh, watch Westworld and you'll have a different idea. Oh. <laughs> but uh, the... So it focuses on them, and I, I will say the first season, it took me a little bit to get into the main character, voiced by Tawny Newsom named Beckett Mariner, but I really like her character now. It's, it's four 10-episode seasons. Uh, this one's a weekly drop, so there's only two episodes available right now of season four, but if you're a Star Trek fan at all, just watch it. There's like a bunch of deep-cut Star Trek jokes, like the first episode is essentially a hundred references to the TV series Voyager. I didn't even get all of them, but I have watched the whole series of Voyager. I, there was a one moment where he was doing the thing in Tanaka, you know, where they he was with an alien and they couldn't communicate. But how oh, they yeah, communicated yeah, yeah. was by by metaphor, referencing Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Yeah, yeah, specific events that had happened. So they said something like that. Like, wait a minute, that's from that episode. So yeah, I got that. If you watch Strange New Worlds, this is the show that had the crossover episode with. Uh, towards the end of the season where the animated characters came into the live action. Right. This is their show. So I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's only getting funnier as it goes along. And they drop on Thursdays, right? Yes. And and it's it's made with love. It's like Galaxy Quest if it was an actual Star Trek show like Galaxy Quest. Because it's not doing it. It doesn't mock Star Trek. It lovingly parodies it. No, I think it's brilliant. All right. And then the last one is Kung Fu Panda Season 3 on Netflix. So the dad, the duck... Oh, yes. He's on trial in the first episode because he apparently was some kind of naughty pirate back in the day. And he's like, Dad, why didn't you tell me? the same voice actor from the movies? I don't know. It it's probably J- is. James, uh, James, James Wan, wasn't it? Yeah, that's who it was in the movies. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't sound like him, but, you know, maybe he's too big now. He's you know was in everything. Does it focus on the Furious Five or does it focus only on, like, the side characters? Uh, like, is Poe in it a lot? Poe's, Poe's definitely the star, but... Yeah, I only watched a little bit. I was doing laundry. So okay, and it didn't really grab you, apparently. Well, I mean, it, it was the third season. I I just wanted to get a taste of what was going to happen, and it felt very kung fu panda ish. So good for the kids. Yeah, they're well, the, the ones kids who'll in front enjoy of it, it, and they'll be like, "Hey, thanks a lot." Okay, so I am Groot, Star Trek Lower Decks season four, and Kung Fu Panda season three. Those are our family friendly streaming. Uh, new items of the week. Do we have bad boy ones? Do we have some bad boy ones, but we'll do that in the next segment. 
Planning a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Andy and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Okay, Steve. So we had a lot of streaming stuff we wanted to talk about. We kind of grouped it by, uh, you know, more of the family-friendly stuff that everybody could stream together. Uh, we also did, I think somebody texted in about that. Uh, they said, the first episode is a little cheesy, but if you just get to the second episode, you're hooked. I don't know if they were specifically talking about, oh, oh, they're talking about the show Crash Landing on You. Apparently, that was their favorite uh, show of the summer. Oh. was a series to binge watch. Uh, so that's Crash Landing on You. I was thinking maybe they were referring to Kung Fu Panda 3. Oh, yeah. Or Kung Fu Panda Season 3, which then maybe it is just exactly like you thought. Okay, this is fun. Let the gra- yeah, kids, cute. grandkids watch it. I'll go do something else. Yeah. That's All what right. I so the big streaming movie or the big streaming series uh, that comes from a uh, – Apple TV Plus, which does really high-quality stuff. They actually do. Really high-quality stuff, uh, is The Changeling. So tell me about it. I didn't get a chance to watch that one. Okay. Well, it's hard to explain because it's sort of set up in an alternate New York City kind of thing. Oh, okay. So things look like they should, but they're not quite there. It's almost like a fantasy. Basically, it's, it's a story about a young man named Apollo his parents had watched Rocky, and so when he was born, uh, she's African American. He was white, and she, she said, "He said, well, can we name a, can we name a black kid Rocky?" And he says, "Well, how about Apollo? Perfect." So this guy named Apollo. It's a good thing they didn't pick Creed because that's already taken. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they have this child, and he's the father's really. It's um, Lakeith uh, Stanfield, right from Great The Wire, and from from he's on Atlanta, Haunted, which I also like, Haunted and Haunted Mansion more recently. Yeah. He's uh, a good actor. He's a great actor. And so he meets his, his uh, future wife. She works at the library. Uh, and, you know, he keeps asking around. She says, no, 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 no. And it's the same thing that happened to his father. He kept bothering the mother until she finally agreed to date him. So I don't know exactly what's going on here, but the baby, there's something they weird about together. the baby. Yes, they eventually do marry. And that's this is all in the first couple of ep- episodes. So I'm, I'm really struggling because they're doing a lot of setup so far. Uh, but there's something weird about the kid. And the mom's freaking out. And I'm not sure if she just has postpartum depression or what's going on. But the dad is very protective of the kid. I'm almost getting like a Rosemary's Baby vibe here. Oh, that can't be a good sign. So I'm, uh, I think the technical term is I have the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> that is a technical term, yes. From watching this so far, uh, I... I Honestly, it's weird. It's like Black Mirror weird. Oh, okay. Uh, except it's just one big long story. So uh, I, I'd have to give You've you. You've got a incom- lot of dread essentially as you continue well, to well, watch. Well, it's an this. incomplete for me so far. I I need to watch it a little further to see what's going on. But so far, the first couple of episodes have been a little, a little sketchy. Just, okay. Just strange. content wise. No. It, well, yeah. yet I mean, there's a lot more episodes to go. So you yeah. Never know. Who knows? But. I do like to. I'd like to lead, and I just would like to know where they're going with this, and I don't. So okay, and that's, that's the, changeling. the changeling. It is rated TV mature, so yes. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and then Virgin River season five. Now I got to admit, this is on Netflix. I haven't watched any of Virgin River. It's one of those ones when I see it in the Netflix recommendations, I think, ah, oh, maybe I should watch that. Isn't well, this that is a the, at the Wright's household. Um, is it Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin, or is that something else? I'm that's something of? else. Okay. 
Uh, this is a guy that I can't think of his name, but uh, the Wrights are big fans. Oh, at least the D Wright. The D Wrights of the Wrights. Of the Wrights are a big fan of, of Virgin River. So I'm sure uh, she's watching and probably Doug as well. But uh, I watched a few episodes. This is a small town like in the north, uh, like in Canada. Or To be honest, I'm not even – I know it's somewhere up that way. And it just feels like, um, you know – there's the good old bartender. There's the crazy doctor. There's the wacky mayor. And okay. Yeah, but I did see that there. The town sounds like Longmire on, to me a little bit. Uh, yeah, not nearly as good as Longmire. Not nearly as good. Uh. It's a little more, a little rom- romance, you know, a little drama. Okay. Then maybe it sounds like Yellowstone. No. No. <laughs> Not having watched Yellowstone, I'm just going with what my impressions of these different uh, well, shows are from afar. Yellowstone is like five times more intense than this. Okay, but it's you know it looks like a cute show, and I've watched a couple of the maybe the first season, but season five looks like the town's on fire, which is kind of odd that they would be like, oh yeah, let's put that out right now. Okay, you know one nice thing about the streaming series on these uh, on the services is if you know it's season five of. Virgin River, it's season four of Star Trek Lower Decks. The nice part is, uh, unlike broadcast TV on the one hand, you you can just go and watch all of it. If you have never seen it, you don't have to start with the current season. You can start with the previous stuff and work your way up to the current season. Yeah. Uh, I know people who don't like the weekly drops and prefer the binge. Yeah. I know people who enjoy the weekly drops because it gives them a chance to like process each episode or chat with their friends about it and have that fun dis- the water cooler discussion before they hit the but next But you thing. get to choose, I mean, unless it doesn't drop, you know. I, like Justified, for example, my daughter, one of my daughters, watched the City Primeval, the new yes, kind of offshoot you loved. that I liked a lot. Oh, you didn't love it like Justified? I didn't. Okay. Uh, the original Justified, the first five or six seasons, was in Kentucky. This was in Detroit. But she enjoyed it enough to where she now she's going back and watching the original series. And I know Doug and Dee also have come on board with the Justified. So it just okay. everybody has their own you know specific tastes and we got another text, Steve, about loved and highly recommend Crash Landing on You. I haven't even heard of this show. I'm not Somebody's going to have to text us, where is Crash Landing on You streaming? Because I haven't heard of it, but uh, apparently that's uh, something people are enjoying. Huh. All right, so 57500, if you want to join the movie show, tell us your favorite movie of the summer and why, and give us your name if you like. Uh, by the way, I have a texture that says Virgin Rivers in California. It's based on oh, the God. books by Robin Carr, so oh. it's based on a book series. Okay. All right, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. See? Look at this. When we make it a team effort. I knew it was somewhere in the wilderness, but I thought it was farther In north. the wilderness of California. There's not much wilderness left in not California. Left. <laughs> it's all houses that cost a bajillion dollars. Uh, oh, Crash Landing on You is on Netflix. Thanks to Stone, our uh, helper here. So uh, a couple of other texts before we go to news here. First, uh, let's see. Best summer movie, MI7. Love the show. You guys are awesome. Thanks. They're uh, so nice. Are we pretty, too? We are pretty, I guess. All right, that's it uh, for this segment. When uh, we come back on the movie show, we have got – actually, what do we – oh, we got the movie show top ten when we get back here on the movie show. Ten, nine, the KSL Movie Show top ten. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, Steve, it is time for the movie show top ten sponsored – by Call Climate Services, our good friends at Call Climate. So, and we also have it. This is where we also play our top listener reviews. People who call 801-575-7668 and leave us a message. We actually have a couple of um, uh, people giving us their audio reviews. We'll take your text review. 
We'll take your audio review. If you got one, we'd love to share it with everybody else. Sign language, whatever you want to do it in. Because we're a family here. That's right. The movie show. And as we learned in my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, sometimes we have siblings. (laughs) Anyway, I don't want to give anything away. (laughs) Sometimes Sometimes you have to go to Greece to to find out things. (laughs) Okay, so Steve, number 10. Let me see if I can find my top 10. Is it still talk to me at number 10? Talk to the hand, yes. Wow, that's still in the top 10. Uh, yeah, it's made 45 uh, domestic, 24, and $65 million, and it's been greenlit for a second. A second one, and I'm sure you're excited for that one. It, it, it's pretty intense, and that's Australian. Australia makes some good horror movies. They do. In fact, we I interviewed somebody at Sundance a few years ago, and they had one where it was like this baby's wandering on the beach, and that's only the tip of the weirdness. Hmm. It starts out with a baby wandering alone on the beach and some people that are camping there, and that's just where it starts. So was it? Was it? No, it wasn't old, it, was it? No. What the baby? No, the move. The movie. No, it was like 2016. It was the same oh, time. No, it was there's released. a movie called Old. Oh no, that's isn't that by Shyamalan? Yeah, yeah. Shyamalan, <laughs> Ding Dong, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. Well, unfortunately, Steve, I noticed that I do have to mop my floors when Talk to Me Number Two comes out. I already. You know what? You don't even have to make excuses anymore. I know you just... Everybody little... knows. All right, number nine, Strays. Still sticking around in the top ten. Well, it's made 22 uh, domestic, seven foreign. It's almost at 30 million bucks, but... For uh, the star power they had for the voices and yeah. what they had to do with live animals. Those live animal ones are not cheap either because they got to pay a lot to make sure that they're safe. It's funny. There's no question. It Some has of it. very funny moments, but you got to wade through a lot of... It is correct. A lot of crass to get to the funny. All right, number eight, Meg, to the trench. You know how much I love Jason Statham. Come yes. on. I mean, we exchange Christmas cards every year. It's ridiculous. But this Exchange movie, them or they're sent one way? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I send it and he sends it back. Oh, he sends it back, yes. yes. <laughs> Return to sender. <laughs> uh, yeah, but here's the thing. It, it's made $79 million domestic. $297 million foreign. Uh, the international world loves Jason Statham more than Do they than love Jason did. Statham or do they love giant sharks? Or does it really matter what Jason Statham is in? Well, now I, I, I'm offended by that. Is like the Transporter movies, did they make a ton foreign? Or? It, it, yeah, it did all right. Okay. Yeah. He's a dude. He is. So, Although you look at him, you wouldn't think he was a dude. I still, I have got to see. I, somebody's going to have to send me the link to YouTube because I'm sure this is on YouTube when he dived at, dove at the Olympics. Like, I got to see that. Oh, yeah. I have to see that. It's he looks, he's got hair and everything. Even has Let's see, now I'm disappointed to oh. see Jason Statham with hair. All right, number seven in its first week, second week, Bottoms. Hilarious. This is crude, but and it's about two lesbians that are trying to come up with a club so that they can meet people, sort of like this cake movie we're going to talk about today, except it's hilarious. This, these two women uh, and their friends and everybody in this movie, it's very, very funny. I had a coworker who said, they love bottoms too. They thought it was really, really funny. It is. It's very funny. Okay, number eight or number six? Pardon me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem still in the top six in its fifth week. Yeah, it's made a, over 153 million worldwide. So yeah, it's, it's you know cruising along. But it does that probably... mean we're going to get a sequel, or do they already have a sequel signed up? I think they already had one signed up. If they do I it like it this, I'm I'm happy to see it. Okay, it was it was it was good for all ages, uh, older fans and the younger fans. Well, just the look of it I thought was very cool. Well, it's hard to satisfy both older fans and tell a story in a way that the younger fans don't feel like, oh, this is my dad's favorite. Yeah, Which well, I've gotten you with throw, a lot of things. Just throw some the parents' bone every once in a while. Exactly. That's what Pixar does so well. Number five, Oppenheimer. 
Wow, 311 domestic, 543 foreign, 854 for a three-hour movie. This has just done extremely well. This has been a f- almost two months in theaters, and it's still in the top five. Yeah. And a three-hour movie. Yeah. All right, number four, Gran Turismo. I think I liked this one better than you did. I, I liked it okay. I thought the effects were good, uh, really good. Um, I, I enjoyed this film. Uh, I actually had somebody who said they watched Gran Turismo, and then I think they... Maybe that's our review. Gustavo, is that our review, the one who liked it so much they started playing the game? Yes, sir. Okay, so let's play that. We have that one, right? Yeah. Okay, that's. I'm trying to find where my list is of our... Who, who's our... Uh, why don't you introduce this uh, listener, Gustavo? <laughs> it's, it's Jerry from SLC. All right, let's hear it. All we knew about it going in was it was about racing. After the movie, we all agreed it was fun and entertaining, uh, but I found myself taking more chances in my driving the next day, thinking I was a great driver, too. Overall, it was great fun for my family, and I highly recommend it. Sorry, that was Michael that from was Syracuse. That was Michael uh, yeah. from Syracuse. So Michael loved Gran Turismo. I have to admit, after watching Fast and the Furious and Gran Turismo in theaters, it's a little hard not to... Kind yeah. of get that little thought going in your brain when you're driving home from well, especially it. Especially on the on-ramp. You know, I, I have to accelerate, and I'm going to really accelerate. <laughs> well, so anyway, well, thank you, Michael, from Syracuse. All right. So that was at number five, yes? Four. Number four. All right. Number three, El Blue Beetle, which was one, which was Jaime's favorite movie of the summer. Uh, it's a great little film. Uh, 59 uh, domestic, 46 foreign. It's just gone over $100 million bucks, uh, and deserves all of it. All right, uh, and then number two, still in the top two, seven weeks in, Barbie. $613 million domestic, 772 foreign, $1.385 billion. And it has had every reaction imaginable or possible to it from somebody. somebody the has full been, range from the most disturbing thing I've ever seen to the greatest movie of all time. Yes, and that is Barbie. And then number one, I feel like this outperformed what I thought it was going to do. Mm-hmm. The Equalizer 3. Yeah, 46 domestic, 26 foreign, 72 million bucks the first week. That's Now, it had Labor Day weekend. That's that, true. That had to have but helped. That, that usually doesn't help. Labor Day weekend is usually let's go out and play in the yard. Not go to theater. So but people wanted to see Denzel looking like he had a stroke and still managing to oh, defeat all to the people. Just because I trashed your little Greek wedding movie, <laughs> you got to come after Denzel. I didn't hate The Equalizer 3. I really did This is probably one of the biggest openings on Labor Day weekend ever. Which is, wow. And for the third movie in the franchise, that's still pretty impressive. Well, it's Denzel. Come on. It is Denzel. And you can't argue with Denzel. I, hey, look, I still believe Denzel, who looked like he had a stroke, could Will take all those guys. Will you stop at the stroke? <laughs> That was all I could I'm notice gonna, when I'm I was move watching. Move my chair it. over. All right, so that is the movie show top ten, and it is sponsored by Call Climate Services. By the way, Steve, in in my growth as a show host, I did forget to mention a couple of great friends of the movie show who also sponsor segments, including uh, the Joshua Stern team. When we talked about yes. streaming news, Joshua Stern team, visit sternteam.com to learn your home's real value in thirty seconds. This is how you do it: you click sell, then home evaluation. And that's the Joshua Stern team. So thank you, Joshua Stern team. And then also <laughs> Paris RV sponsored our big movie review. Oh, yeah, of course. And Paris RV, great selection of RVs. and Amazing selection. Longtime friends of the movie show. So Absolutely. I certainly want to make sure that they got their due. The Movie Show. You probably think this world is a dream come true, but you're wrong. On KSL News Radio. 
All right. Final segment, second hour of the movie show. Time just flies by. We've asked you, the listeners, to tell us what's your favorite movie of the summer, and you have responded in force. We love it. Uh, we've got a lot of votes for several for Oppenheimer. We've had several for Mission Impossible 7. Yeah. I like the ones that are, you know, maybe not the ones you think of. We got an Across the Spider-Verse, although I don't know if that's technically a spring movie or a summer movie, but it certainly earned uh, a lot of money during the summer, so that we'll, we'll take that. We Will also, Barbie? I haven't seen as many Barbie. No. Maybe just people assumed that everybody was going to text in Barbie. Uh and we've got my favorite movie of the year, Dungeons and Dragons, or Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. That's from Kelly. Those were some good movies. I but loved Margaret. Those yeah. were spring movies. Yeah, that was great. great Margaret, movie. yeah. Has it come out on streaming or digital or video yet? I'm sure it has. That's one I'm kind of hoping to you know, snag for the personal collection. All right, Steve, let's review us another movie before we hit top of the hour here. And so let's talk about the movie on Netflix called Scout's Honor. I'm here to tell you that the organization is still not safe for boys and girls. I'm not going to sit here and be quiet while I know kids are still at risk in scouting. Soon after the scouts were founded in 1908, the scouts realized they had a problem. They created what they called the red flag list, that the Boy Scouts did everything they could to make sure that they could not be seen by parents, by police, even by other scout leaders. Now, this one is, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of divided opinions on this before people see it. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to see it, I totally understand it is kind of difficult to watch. But this is a documentary uh, put together. I'm trying to remember if it was somebody who did a different documentary that I'd heard of. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But it essentially it, it goes over what was what happened through the Boy Scouts. And, and, and the, the, the voice you heard where he said it's not safe today, that's from the former national director of youth protection for the Boy Scouts from 2010 to about 2021. So for 11 years. And... Uh, they call him a whistleblower at some point during the movie, but well, especially the guy that worked for the Boy Scouts of America. Yeah, well, and they had the former general counsel, the, the lawyer for the Boy Scouts. He didn't uh, really. Your your opinion of Scouts going in is probably going to determine how you feel about the movie. I think if you didn't like Scouts, this is just going to make you feel like you were right all along. Well, if you do like Scouts, I think you'll see. I didn't think they treated the subject or the organization unfairly. I mean, right. I didn't feel like they were going opinionated. The opinions all came from the people that were talking, including many of the victims. And and to me, that was what made it worthwhile was the victims having a chance to make their voices heard. Yeah, and, and I thought Michael Johnson, the, the guy you mentioned, the child protection coordinator, I thought he was a very reasonable person. He says, I love the Boy Scouts. I Every day, I wanted them to fix these issues, and then when we get into the the files that were, you know, they kept records of all this stuff, but they didn't want anyone to see them. I thought that was really eye-opening, and you're right. The testimonials of the young men and some of the older men who finally got this, you know, like a 1,000-pound rock off their back by just telling someone. I thought that was incredible, the the fact that and they go into some detail that I was uncomfortable with. Obviously, anyone would be, but oh yes, uh, this one this one's you know, the grown ups only watch this one. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, but I, I did not come away thinking that you know, oh, Boy Scouts. I I think to me it's like such a huge organization that something still needs to be done, even if. Michael, in this case, was saying, hey, these kids are still at risk that are in the Boy Scouts. I know the LDS Church has moved away from 
the and Boy they Scouts mention that in the documentary. They, they, they talk do. about the LDS Church's involvement with uh, how they were a big f- funded supporter of scouting. And you know, the other thing I thought is is if you can watch it with just like I don't. I don't have an opinion one way or the other, right. and just watch it as it's presented. I thought they were fairly even-handed. I mean, again, that's where your own perspective coming into the movie will probably decide how you feel about it. But I thought that you know they gave the general counsel a chance to answer the questions, and then you can decide if you felt like his answers. I actually agreed with some of the things he said. I mean, somebody who served as a leader, who who grew up as as part of the Boy Scouts. You know, I, I never got my eagle. Uh, I enjoyed. Cub Scouts more than Boy Scouts, but that was because I just had other interests by the time I was in scouting. My oldest son has his eagle, and one of my most prized things from my kids is that I got an eagle pin that the dad gets to wear. So mm. I I was the chartered organization rep for the troop that I where I lived. Like I I don't have a bone to pick with scouting. The and, one that got to me though was this. Uh, what was his name? Um, not Kenny Lewis. It was somebody else. Hacker. Uh, who had used the scouts and would move from town to yes. town? And that's to, everybody's nightmare. Just to prey on like these that. kids, and he said, "And they, why did you go through the Boy Scouts? Because it was easy. They didn't vet him, and that was one of the big things that Michael Johnson kept bringing up. Is like, I have these plans, and they, you know, of course, the council said the exact opposite. We implemented everything Michael Johnson brought to us, and he said, no, they did not. He's lying to you. So, I mean." It's it's a really tough thing to to watch, but I really I think I learned a lot, and I hope they can. I mean, I hope this is the foundation for a conversation. Again, yeah, and, that's and what they most did, of these. Even the like several of the victims said, "I don't hate scouts, and I I love what it stands for, and I I'm in that boat too." You know, if it could be run the way it's set up. And the general counsel points out it's kind of impossible because people are people, and you don't know, but. As Michael said, like maybe there could be some additional safeguards, and that's I think what he's saying is like yeah. there's Check, still not enough a, safeguards. If they have a criminal record, that should be a no-brainer. And so, so I, I, but eighty-two thousand victims that have filed that have come forward so far, and that's just yeah. the ones that have come forward. You imagine how many thousands? Of, like I don't want to talk about it. I never want to think about it again. It so breaks that, my heart. That Scouts Honor, and it's streaming on Netflix. It's the KSL Movie Show. The end is inevitable. They're kind of set it for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. The week's big movie review. Movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Right now, we are being so unoffensive, we might as well be a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know what I'm saying? On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. It's the final hour of the movie show. What? I know. It goes so fast. We've been taking your text all morning about uh, 57500. What was your favorite movie this summer and why? Here's one that nobody else has no mentioned. No Barbie. We haven't had a Barbie yet. That, that hurts Clint from Sandy. I really enjoyed The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Nice. I was pleased to see a Dracula movie that was going for terror, not charm. Thank you. Hopefully we'll see another one. It looked like they were setting it up. Five other people love you. Loved it too. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. My favorite. Oh, let's see. I already read that one. Okay, but anyway, keep them coming if you want. Five seven five zero zero. Tell us what is your favorite movie of the summer? Since we are now out of summer movie season, not the season of summer because that goes till September twenty second. <laughs> but what was your favorite movie of the summer movie season? Barbie. 
watch people put like all the Halloween movies that shouldn't have been released in the summer, but should have been released by Halloween. <clears throat> all right, Steve, we got to talk about our other big movie of the week, and that is not the Nun One, the Nun Two. Something wrong with the school. What did she do? She's thinking It's come back for me. This demon was once an angel rejected by God, stripped of power. It wants that power back. It's okay to be scared. I'm scared too. You send that thing back to hell. Back to hell. Well, the nun one was not great. It was, I mean, she was creepy and she'd lurk in the shadows and come out and ah. But and this, this is one. part of the Conjuring universe. So if you yeah. like the Conjuring movies, this technically it, 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 takes place in that. It. Yeah. It, okay. She showed up in one of them like, hey, how about we make a movie about that? That'd be cool. Well, in this case, so uh, it's back. Uh, and the thing is, it's trying to get to something. It, it has a goal in mind. Okay. So and, it's not just trying to scare you for two hours? No, no, no. Not at all. In fact, it has, if, if it, it achieves what it wants, it will have enormous power. You know, like everything. If it gets what it wants. What, an evil uh, thing will become more powerful? Yeah, really super powerful. Okay. But instead, what it does, it makes this big, extravagant, you know, it goes to a Catholic church, and the priest and the, you know, the altar boy there, and the little boy, you know, it, it, I'll tell you what, the suspense level on this one is much higher than it was in the first one. Because, like, there's a soccer ball that, you know, the kid sets it down, and it's missing, and then it comes out of the... Shadows, yeah, like the uh, the Changeling movie from thousand years ago. But I mean, the, the suspense moments, you know, and all of a sudden the the flask of wine explodes. And but I mean, it takes out some people here. And at first, you're thinking, "Whoa, nothing is sacred in this version. Everybody is potential, you know, fodder Victim. for the nun." Uh, but they figure out that it's trying to. It's moving across the country, across Europe, uh, for towards a very specific place. And the nun that was in the first movie, um, Sister Irene, played by... Uh, Tessa Farmiga, something Tessa like that. Tessa Farmiga, yeah. She's the, the younger sister of Vera Farmiga. I wondered. I guessed by the last name there might be some relation. But. Yeah, she's, she's the older sister. Uh, so she's back. Um, and then they bring along a Storm Reed, who plays Sister Deborah. And now Storm Reed is from The Last of Us. That's where you met her was earlier this year in The Last of Us. That's right. Uh, so, but she's really cool. And But, you know, the, it, it's set in a, what used to be a monastery is now a boarding school. But it's just this creepy old, huge expanse. And the portion that is what used to be the chapel is all boarded up. And uh, there's some weird stuff going on in there. The suspense level is much higher. The death count, I, I don't remember it being, I, I thought this was a little bit heavier but did that, you take notes of how many people were dying? No, I didn't. But oh, good. I was too scared to write. Sometimes <laughs> I would have welcomed the chance not to look at the screen. But the last twenty minutes or so, the big finale was ten times better than that first movie, and I was terrified. No question about it. And there's a lot of just great, suspenseful, creepy things that happened in this one that didn't happen in the first one. So I, I for some reason, I, I don't know why I looked, but. Rotten Tomatoes had it at 56%. You know, like, you know what? It's better than that. I always wonder if people vote before they see it, too. 
I think it affects. Here's the thing. I so think it affects people. For for me, the none, the, you know, I, I could. They didn't screen it for critics, and then I had a lot of other stuff to watch, and that was lowest on my wow, priority wow, list. Wow, no, wow. I'm just saying. Um, but you don't like scary. But movies. I don't like scary movies, so I wasn't crying tears that I didn't get a chance to go see it. But for me in particular, like The Conjuring, maybe I'd watch, but. I, I personally have an issue when you distort religious iconography to create cheap scares for a movie. Because for some people, these images and things, and, and I get that's why they use it. Like, I get that. But I don't like it when they take things, because I wouldn't like it if, even though some of those symbols maybe aren't as special to me personally, but if they were the things that were special to me, I know how I'd feel about it. And so I would like to feel like I can stand up for somebody else who considers those things special or to... To just, you know, the upside down crosses, you know, a nun. Like, I, I get that people have had bad experiences and that that's kind of what they're playing on. But I just, on principle, I am opposed to those kinds of movies. And if that's all this was, I would say you're absolutely right. And I would trash this movie because I feel the same way. But this is only, that's just a minute part. This is really about a, a, a creature of some kind that is after a goal. And the and just happens good to look people like a nun. trying to stop it. Yeah. So they didn't possess a nun. Uh, who knows? I, it could actually be anything. I and mean, at oh, one point, somebody said it just chose the most horrifying thing that you would think would be a, a perfectly wonderful thing. And in, clown was already taken by it. Clown was taken by it. <laughs> All right. So that's the nun two. It's definitely rated R. I'm assuming. Uh, it is rated R. Yes. And it's another wide release. This is our other big. This is going to make more money than than the. I think the big fat Greek wedding. Yes. Oh, wow. All right. So that's the nun two. And what grade would you give it? I would give it a probably a B, B minus. Wow, that's a positive. It's in that neighborhood. Higher up there. Okay. So that's the nun two. The KSL Movie Show. (laughs) Telephone Torture. Is Telephone Torture... That music means it's time for you to call 575-TALK. That's 575-8255. And, uh, Steve, we've got some awesome prizes. Now, we always have a great prize from our friends at the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters who sponsor Telephone Torture. But this week, we have even more than usual. Do you have that written down, or do you mean to pull it up really fast? Uh, I think I know it pretty because we heard from our friend Jeff Whipple at the Megaplex last night. We have three prize options this week. Okay, one of them involves uh, the upcoming uh, concert Taylor film. Swift Eras. How many tickets, though? Uh, you get two Megaplex tickets to see Taylor Swift Eras concert. Two large, two large Megaplex. You, you don't just get one Megaplex popcorn. Each person oh. gets a Megaplex popcorn and a large so two large Coca-Cola soft drinks, two large Megaplex popcorns, and two tickets to see Taylor Swift's Era's concert movie, which, by the way, sold $37 million worth of tickets in one day yeah. the day it went on sale. So this is going to be a hot ticket. It, it is, absolutely. And it'll be on the 13th, I think, of uh, October uh, the, is when that opens. It is. Opening weekend. So you, you don't get to go see it early, but no. you do get a guaranteed seat at it. Exactly. And you get the awesome popcorn and drinks. And oh, so now that, but that's only prize option one. Behind I think the second door is the uh, the the classic series. The correct four passes to the Megaplex Classics movie series, which you listed off an amazing ten movie lineup. At of least grades. four of those movies are some of my favorite films of all time. 
And so. you get a chance to see it. If you've never seen The Godfather 2 on the big screen, you know the, how that was the running joke in the Barbie movie? Get a guy to start talking about The Godfather. Yeah. Well, go see for yourself why it's considered one of the greatest sequels of all time. It is. Th- probably the greatest sequel of all time. So. Uh, you mean besides Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, sure. That's what I meant. <laughs> or you've got prize option number three, which was what we have, the traditional Megaplex movie date night, gift basket, two large Megaplex theaters, tickets to any movie, two large popcorns, and two large Coca-Cola soft drinks. So that's the deal. 575-TALK, but you're going to have to earn this prize today because, right. Steve, you've got the subject category in questions this week. So what is our what is our hint? What is our category? Well, out of respect or disrespect for my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3... Uh, we are going to do a movie that has a wedding in the movie. Okay. so it's, it, it, it may not be the whole movie, but it definitely has a wedding theme in part of the movie. Okay, so it's a key part of the movie. It's not just like, oh, two background oh, yeah, characters no. got married or something. No, this is, it's a big deal. It's, it, it's, the, it's the grand finale of this movie. Okay, so remember the rules. You call in. Callers get first priority. We're going to ask you four different questions so we'll take four callers and if you know the answer but you can't get through you can text us the answer at 57500 and if we don't get a winner on the on the you know get a chance to answer the question live we'll take the first correct answer in the text room but you're not guaranteed to win if you text in okay you are guaranteed to win well you're guaranteed a shot at winning if, if you, you call, call in so Got it. all right first question gustavo do we have somebody on the line we got mike Mike, are you ready? I think so. Okay, Mike. Okay. And I'm trying to think of the movie. Um, it was like a Frankie, um, and it was where we did, like, toast and popcorn. I can't remember the name of the movie. It was like a... Um, Let me give you the... How about we give you the clue first? Yeah. Okay. You don't, you we'll don't have to guess out of the nowhere, although this is pretty much out of nowhere. All right. Okay, the first question is hard. So even though there is a wedding... That is highlighted at the end of this movie. The nuptials ended up ended abruptly by an uninvited guest. The wedding crashers. Wedding crashers. Gustavo, is that correct? Oh, Mike, that's a good guess because that, that does happen in wedding crashers. It does absolutely. There Where is go, a Mike? wedding interrupted by an uninvited guest, but that is not correct for this time. So, sorry, Mike. All right, who's our next caller? Kent. Kent, are you ready? Kent, are you there? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm Kent. I'm here. Okay, this movie had Oscar nods for Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Director, but it only won for Best Director. Um. And it features a wedding in it. Let's see. All right, Kent. You got to make a guess. Um, Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. Gustavo, is that correct? Negative Ghost Rider. Oh, Kent, that is a good guess. That is a great guess. All right, now remember, the people who are savvy are listening to the clues because we're not going to repeat the clue, but if you're paying attention, you may know. All right. And we already have a correct answer texted in, Steve. So oh, we do. Oh. We've got question number. Who's our third? Who's our third contestant? Laura Lynn, are you ready, Laura Lynn? Yes, I'm ready. All right, go ahead, Steve. 
Okay, Robert Redford tested for the lead for this movie, but the director, Mike Nichols, said he could not pull off the underdog qualities that were necessary. Uh, and Redford's like, are you kidding me? He goes, um, have you ever struck out with a, a woman before? And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, exactly. <laughs> So Robert Redford couldn't be lame enough to play this character because nobody would buy it. No one would buy it. So this was Michael Nichols was the director, and this was a movie that came out in 1967. Oh, my goodness. I was seven years old. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Um, Just make a guess. A movie with the Father of the Bride, and there was a great version of Father of the Bride that starred James Cagney and a very young Liz Taylor. Is that correct, Gustavo? I think Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy, you're right. Wrong. Oh, Laurel, in a good guess, but incorrect. Okay, you got to get it. This is all right. All right, we got our last contestant here. You got to get this one right. Matt. Okay, Matt, you ready? I am ready, and I know. He already knows it. All right, we'll give him the clue. All right. Once Benjamin Braddock graduated from college, his parents' friend said he should work in plastics. What do you think? I think that is The Graduate by Mike Nichols in 1967. And Gustavo, is he correct? By the power of Grayskull. Is that a Steve, yes? That means yes. That's, okay, can we get out of the Mike nerd? is He-Man. Why are we in nerd and world? And he has the power. Steve, you're surrounded by nerds now. I'm sorry to break it to wow. you. Wow, I would have never guessed if that was a Fine. yes or no. All right, Mike, congratulations. Oh, so there's Gustavo was nice to you and played the traditional. The old. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Mike, what are you going to choose? Which of the prize packs? Um, Are you going to make your daughter or granddaughter's day by picking the Taylor Swift tickets? They're too young for that. They're only seven and five. There you go. Oh, Heck with them. So which one do you pick? Do you want to go with the Classics Movie Collection for four? Do you want to go with the two Taylor Swift era's tickets or the traditional movie uh, date night for the Megaplex? I'll do the traditional movie date night for the Megaplex. Traditional, there you go. Awesome. There you go. All right. Stay on the line. Our producer, Gustavo, will talk and get your information. Congratulations. And thanks again to our sponsors, Megaplex Theaters, uh, who are great friends to the movie shop. I Maybe when he figured it out. That's, what that's a good question. We did have some correct textures. But, Steve, we've got to take a break now, bottom okay. of the hour, on KSL News Radio and The Movie Show. The Movie Show. <laughs> that's a fake laugh. KSL News Radio. No fake laughs from Steve and I. <laughs> okay, a fake laugh from There's Steve. That one. Yeah. Mine is. <laughs> wow. I have a few variations. It depends on what, how I want to set my kids off as to how I laugh. Just a little Fake. worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, we had a lot of people text in the correct answer of the graduate to telephone torture. You know, I thought that would be an easy one, but I also knew it was going to be a little hard because 67 is a long time ago. It is, but that is such an iconic movie, yeah. and I believe it is also on the list of uh, 10 movie classics that you can go see, wasn't it? Nope. Oh, it wasn't. I thought it was. Because I was thinking, oh, perfect, that was our movie trivia question today. Uh, But we also had some good guesses. Sonic the Hedgehog, which did have a movie interrupted. However, it was not nominated for all of those Academy Awards that you listed. Uh, We also had My Best Friend's Wedding, Philadelphia Story, a classic Philadelphia story. Love that one. So we love it. Mamma Mia was one guess. Ooh, I like that one. uh, We love 
the broad knowledge of movies that our listeners bring. So to the I thought show. Father of the Bride would be too easy, and nobody. But there's two versions. Nobody said of the wedding the singer. Uh, yeah. They, you know what? Wedding Crashers. Wait, somebody guessed Wedding Crashers, but these are texts also. Yeah, oh no. no, we did get a wedding singer. We oh. got a wedding singer guess. Okay. So, uh, somebody guessed Shrek, but I'm trying to remember what wedding was interrupted. Oh yeah, <gasps> it oh, was. Yes, it was. Wow. See. Nice. Nice job. This is to our movie show listeners. Applauding you're, you. You're slapping for them. your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Let's review another movie. This is one. I think we could safe to say it surprised the both of us. Absolutely. Sitting in car, sitting in bars with cake. Yeah. One cake a week for a year. And I thought of a name. Cake barring. I'm bumping you up to junior agent. Can I hug you? Yeah. We have anything stronger than aspirin. Hooray! I got the results of Kroon's MRI. It's not what we were hoping for. Sitting in bars with cake. It tells the story of a couple of college kids, uh, or at least they've graduated from college. One has started her career working for Bette Midler, the music mogul, yeah. and the other is in the mailroom studying for the bar. Uh, that's well, played by Yara She's Shahidi. going to go to law school. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. You're right. She was studying to get into law school, yeah. but she's working in the mailroom. She's very shy. Yara Shahidi from Grownish and Blackish. If you watched either of those shows on TV, uh, you'll recognize her as Zoe. She's in all the ish shows? Yes. Well, yeah. And then we had, uh, oh, let's see. Wait, where's my list of the cast? Because I really liked uh, the other girl, and I, I watched it trying to figure out who she was. Uh, let's see. It was... Uh, Corinne was played by Odessa Azayan. Do you watch the show Ghosts? No. If you watch the show Ghosts, you'll know who I'm talking about. She's the teenage prom ghost who died and lives in the attic and is in love with one of the other ghosts. Anyway, oh, cool. she's only been on a couple times, but she's very funny. And at any rate, Yara Shahidi, good at baking, terrible social skills. So Corinne gets... Um, what's Jane? Corinne gets Jane. Jane to take her cakes to a bar and... As a way to meet guys. By the way, did you stay through the end? This is actually based on a real story? Yes. So, here's... Okay. I thought it was really funny. I mean, I thought... It is. The conversation... Ron Livingston plays uh, Corinne's parents. The, the two parents for Corinne, the, the girl who's the outgoing one, hilarious. They're Honestly, they're as much worth watching the movie as everything else. The moment I saw him, I thought, okay, elevated. Uh, he's Office a space. chronic fixer. Oh, yes. That's what he does. Dad fixes everything. Did you get something good? Good. Uh, so, so far we have this cute little comedy, and I thought, okay, they're going to different bars that have different themes. They missed one. It would have been perfect. Redneck Velvet Cake. Come on. Oh. Country bar. Bam! But they so Jane makes, but and she doesn't take the same cake to every bar. She does some no. really fancy, different version every themed, time. Themed based on whatever bar the theme at the bar is. And so they go in, and this is a way for her to meet guys. And then, you know, she has various different experiences. They're keeping track of it up on the wall. Um, some of them are a little crass. Some of them are very crass, and not what she was expecting. But she was I, expecting a phone number. and But they handled it just like yes. that. You're like, what? No. Yeah. They handled it in a PG-13 manner, and the movie was rated PG-13, and, and I was impressed because they had the potential to lean into an R-rated space, and I'm glad that they didn't. So halfway through, then what? Uh, so halfway through, okay, now, this is not a spoiler if you've watched the trailer, but they get some life-altering news about Corinne's health, and so then it suddenly goes from kind of lighthearted and fun, uh, you know, to a much more serious thing where... Uh, you, you start exploring what is it like for caregivers? What is it like for the people who are sick? 
and how do they see themselves? And, uh, you know, Corinne wants um, Jane to keep doing the cake thing. And the parents, Corinne's parents, who were so funny before, you start to break your heart for them because they're helpless. I mean, Mr. Fixer guy fixes everything. (laughs) He asks his wife, "Uh, do you have the plumber's tape in your purse? (laughs) Even though they're at a hospital in L.A. and they're from Phoenix. Yeah, and she has heat duct tape. <laughs> it's like, this will work. That'll work. <laughs> but, no, but that's the thing that's cute about this show. Even though it takes that kind of beaches turn, I call it the fault is not in the beaches baking. turn. I love that. Uh, that it still brought us humor in, in like an everyday life kind of situation where sometimes things get so down and that they were able to just kind of jive each other a little bit. But they were such cute friends. I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, I I did too. I, I would say that and um, and um, what was the other one we loved? Uh, Scrapper. Scrapper. I was thinking Punch. <laughs> they both really surprised me how much I liked them. This is a sweet, sweet movie. And I don't mind going from funny to sad as long as it's not just like a... A record scratch left turn that comes out of nowhere like yeah. it it leads into it and and they both both halves of the movie the funny part and then the more somber sad emotional part they fit really well together and then it helps that you find out it was based on a true story yeah i know it, i was pleasantly surprised if that's the right word i just thought oh it's just gonna be silly they're gonna make cakes and you know Pick up dudes, and even if they just did that, that would have been a funny movie too. The, the talent of the actresses and the premise. Uh, actually, I was kind of thrown off by the fact that, like, oh no, we're going to get into a, you know, super serious. Gonna... But I tell you what, I did, I did shed a few tears towards the end, I and I started imagining what would it be like if that was my daughter. Yeah. I started imagining what it would be like if it was my friend, and especially when they sang that song, "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go," oh. super slow. I, I wrote, "Damn tears." <laughs> <laughs> And that is sitting in bars with cakes. Steve, what would you give it then? Uh, B, B plus. Yeah, for me, this was a three, three and a half. I hesitate to give it three. No, I'm going to have to give it three and a half. This and Scrap are both three and a half star movies for me. And this one's streaming on Prime Video, so you can watch it at home as soon as. If you have Prime. As soon as you want to. If you, everybody has Prime, right? Whether they? they watch the video or not, most people have the. Everybody likes the free shipping. Oh, that's true. Uh, so that is sitting in bars with cake. Okay. Rated PG-13, right? Rated PG-13, yes. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. All right, Steve. It is time for Rapid Fire, our final segment, where we go quickly over the stuff we've talked about today. For those of you who missed earlier segments and was, oh, I was hoping to hear about uh, such and such a movie. Well, we'll give you our quick opinion on this. Don't forget, you can always go and download the Movie Show podcast, which is our show uh, just available for digital download if you want to hear the whole thing or if you just want to hear Over a portion again? of it. Yeah, well, I mean, why not listen to it all weekend long till you know, as well as we do, the movies that we're going to talk about. So that is at kslpodcasts.com. Just scroll down till you see the Movie Show icon. All right, Steve. Our big movie of the week was my big fat Greek wedding three. What did you like? Nope. No, that is a no-go for Steve. No, I, go and see it if you want, but Steve is setting the bar very low for you. I wish it had been 100% better about that. All right, and I thought it was okay. Uh, I hadn't watched the first one or the second one in forever, so I barely remembered who was who. I just remember John Corbett having a mullet back in the day. Yeah, he, he had a lot of He did not have a mullet in this one. <laughs> barely, but, barely had a part. Good celebration of family and culture. And, yeah, and, I, I did like the culture part of it. And, and I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so uh, The Nun 2. 
Uh, if you nunned the first time, you're going to really be nunned this time because this is much better than the first film. And I saw none of it. So, uh, number three, sitting in bars with cake. We just talked about that one. Yeah. Oh, great. Emotional, funny. Sweet movie. Well written, well acted. And PG-13, where it could have gotten into the R territory easy, yeah. and I appreciated that they did not. They did walk a fine line, though. There was some sass to it. Yes, there was. There was. And then we got Scout's Honor, a hard watch, difficult yeah. watch. But if you can go in with an open mind, it's very – it's – I learned a lot. You'll learn it's a, a lot. It's a documentary. And – it was worth hearing the victims who haven't oh. had a chance to have their voice and who this is some of for the, some of them the first time they've spoken publicly about it. Heartbreaking. It is. Scouts Honor, that's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and then Scrapper, the movie we both loved. Scrapper, this sweet little girl, loses her mom. His dad, her dad tries to get back in her life. She's everything about this movie is her. And she nails it. Uh, you've never heard of her before, but hopefully we'll get to hear about her a lot more. Yeah, Lola Campbell. Uh, it's a British film, but it is so sweet, so well done. And that is Scrapper. All right, on streaming, we talked about The Changeling on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Heebie-jeebies. Uh, it is a very strange movie. It looks like it's headed into Rosemary's Baby's uh, area. So, hmm. uh, And I didn't watch that one. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4 has dropped the first two episodes. Weekly drops after that on Paramount+. Plus. If you're a Star Trek fan, honestly, it's a must. If you can get over the series, like, it doesn't take itself seriously, but it also doesn't mock Star Trek, which there is a line between those two things. And this does a great job of, of satire and parody without turning into just, like, mocking it. I was shocked how many references there are to the existing Star Trek. Yes. Universe. Oh, and they're so funny. And they're so fast, too. You're either going to get the references or you're not. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we've got Kung Fu Panda Season 3 on Netflix. Yeah. It's... Uh... Looks okay. If your kids already like the first two, here's another season for you. Yeah. Uh, Virgin River Season 5, Part 1, because they are Netflix is now splitting the bigger releases into two parts. So you get the first five episodes of the, fi- of the final season. The rights will be pleased. Yes, they will. Awesome. And then we've got I Am Groot on Disney+. Plus. That's a quickie. Yeah, uh, honestly, you could have watched the whole thing in the time we've done rapid fire almost. Uh, and then there's a couple of other things. A new episode of Ahsoka this week uh, uh, we didn't talk about earlier, but a fairly big reveal at the end. Yeah, very, very end. And unfortunately, now we have to wait till next week to find out where this is going. Um, Only Murders in the Building this week's episode continues to build the mystery. Uh, I've really enjoyed this season. Maybe not to the heights of, of, of certainly not of season one. But it's been a solid season, and um, yeah, it's kind of. I still don't know who did it. Oh, you we've only got an episode or two to go. Well, that's how they do it. And then the after party, which is a series I love, its final episode of this season finally hit this week. So if you've been waiting and you want to watch all ten episodes of the after party, they are all now available. Okay. It is very funny. Season two, Tiffany as good Haddish's. As first? Um, uh, probably not because the first one was so fresh and new, but this one is definitely funny, and I really liked it. And a new cast, very talented. It's where each episode, you, you, you see somebody's perspective on what happened that night as told in some genre They kind genre of did that the first movie. time around, too. Though. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. That, that's the premise of the after party. So that is rapid fire. Our time is up here on the movie show. Next week, Steve, we've got a murder in Venice. Poirot is back. The hunting. Oh, but oh. there's also a murder. Well, But it's officially called a hunting in Venice. Which... Good stuff. Thanks for listening to the movie show. For Steve Sales, Gustavo, our producer at the studio, I'm Andy Farnsworth, and we appreciate you listening here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.